Hey everyone, Nicole Bird here, and I am excited at this recording this morning of this episode of Fate, Heart, and Business. And I have not been in this space in a minute, but I am back uh, with a mission. And my mission is to hold space for those who are hurting and have been in disappointment. You, you know, you in this season, you may have experienced some loss. Um, these are trying times, and if you are in a space where you feel powerless about what has happened to you or what is happening around you. I come today to share a message of hope and believing that hope is the antidote, get this, to the problems that we are facing. And so I initially, you know, created this space to just talk through how um, you can build your business by intersecting your faith in the marketplace. And yes, at some point or another, you know, we'll get back to that. We'll get some of that. But today for me is very different and it's different because, well, I'm different. I have been through some things. I'm still in the process. My life almost a year ago was interrupted um, by the death of my husband, we were married for 24 years and, you know, pretty much my world was shattered by this loss. So, you know, we're coming up on almost a year. We're almost a year later and I'm here in this process of healing. I'm trying to navigate, you know, my grief and I believe I'm getting stronger each day. And that that God has, you know, graced me and put me on a mission to share my journey with you. And so my intention today is that I am able to give you some type of perspective, some some insights, um, some life strategies for overcoming trauma and past hurts in your life. And so let's get into it. So. This morning on my walk um, through the neighborhood, I walk every morning, I was listening towards the end of my walk. Um, I was listening to this worship song. You may know it. It's called Second Wind by Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. Amazing song. Go over to iTunes and download it. It's an amazing song. And but what's but what is a little strange is this song is not something I would normally listen towards the end of my walk because you know you're trying to listen to something that is energizing and fast-paced to help you get to the get through the walk and you know you want to get your energy up and going so it's not something that I would be listening to because it's a little slow pace but it was something about this song that kept pulling me in to go ahead and listen to the song. Um, it was really, it really, really resonated with me um, this morning on my walk. And so as I kept listening to the song, I, I saw that the song's theme was pretty much a, a call um, to, out to God or a prayer to God for strength. And so the artist was praying and sharing his heart with God that he was weak and that he was tired. He, he talked about having a lot of ups and downs that was happening in his life. And he desperately wanted God to give him the strength he needed just to keep going. He was asking God to breathe upon him. He was like, God breathed on up on me 
to give me a second wind so he can win his race, W-I-N. So he was asking, asking God for a second wind so he can win, W-I-N, his race. And so um, the more I listened to this song over and over, it resonated with me more and more. And so when I got back to my home, um, I was uh, compelled to, to search um, the meaning of the word second wind. And I really wanted to know what that meant. And a second wind is what I, what I found is a return of strength or energy that makes it possible to continue in an activity and start again. It is the ability for a person to breathe freely during exercise after being, after being out of breath, right? So I looked at that and I kind of meditated on it a bit. And then I began, I pulled out my Tony Evans Bible. If you don't have one of those, you need to get one of those. It's a great study Bible I found on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. Now, um, first of all, there's nothing in the Bible about a second wind or God giving you a second wind. But, but there was a scripture in my devotion and in my meditation that popped up for me, um, popped into my heart. And it's found in, if I hope you have a journal or something, if, you, if you're exercising or working out, it's cool. You can go back and listen to the recording. But Isaiah 40 and 31, familiar passage of scripture that says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. So you got to know this. Anytime you're looking at scripture, you have to become a detective. You have to investigate the scripture, right? And so I began to zone in on that word wait. And so what I found that wait here does not mean to just sit idle, idly by or just sit still and wait on God. It means to expect, to trust, to put our hope, our confidence in God. And so if you read further, if you, you read the scripture and you go, you know, pull out your commentary. Um, for me, I was using the Tony Evans Bible in context of the scripture. This scripture is speaking to the person who has found themselves in an unbearable and disheartening situation. And the only way that they could come out of what they're going through is through the supernatural help of God. Right. So the scripture here was speaking about those that were in Babylonian captivity and they were suffering a long and grievous process, right? And so these people knew that if God didn't come to their rescue, if God didn't deliver them, they could not be delivered. And so what really caught me off guard, what really caught me off guard was in my Tony Evans Bible, it said this, whom, whom does God bless in this way? Who are the recipients of God's gracious strengthening? And it said this, only those that trust God's perspective on their situations will run and not become weary as God provides, here it is, 
a second wind to make it through the challenges. Second wind. He's saying a second wind that God will give you more strength to finish what he started in your life. And so for me, this was so major because in this process that I'm in, in the grief process, I felt like, you know, I, my strength was gone. Like, you know, losing my husband, my husband was an anchor in my life. He was a major part of my life. He's a major player in my family. He, my family dynamic was shifted. I, I felt like I was a bird with one wing. And so I have been working in this process and praying for God to allow me to continue my race in my life and in his work. But in order to do that, I knew that I'm going to need his help. I'm going to need his strength. And I knew that in my own strength, I will not be able to continue in his plan for my life. I'm weak. But the scripture tells us, and I'm hoping you're somewhere where you can write this down in first Peter five and 11, this popped up for me. It says all power belongs to God. That what I'm needing people of God, what I'm needing around me, no person, no human person can supply it. Only God can that, that my source of strength is God himself. So the question for today, for me, for you, hopefully is this, how do I get a second win? How do I get a second win? So the first thing that kind of resonated with me was the way you get a second win is you have to first give God your heart. You have to first give God your heart. And so in giving God my heart, I, through the confession of my hurt and pain, I am releasing my emotions and my thoughts and my disappointments to God. I let God know that, hey, God, this thing that I'm feeling, this thing that I'm going through, it's tough. And God, um, as a result of it, I'm devastated. And God, I'm not even sure that if, I, if I'm going to be even be able to make it through um, this valley experience. And in that release, get this, I'm, I'm not telling God that because he doesn't know because he's omniscient, he's all knowing, but Matthew six and eight tells us that the father knows what we need before we ask him. So by giving God my heart, what I'm doing is I'm aligning my heart with his will. Does that make sense? When I align the matters of my heart, my emotion, my hurt, my pain, my disappointment, when I align the matters of my heart with his, I can then do what the scripture says found in God gave me this scripture too, y'all. First Peter, first Peter five and seven, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Right? So when I give God my heart, I release two things. I release the burden right? And I released the responsibility to fix it to God. So in other words, I get out of God's business and I trust that he can handle my pain and disappointment. So when I release, what is happening is I'm clearing space for God to move. 
I'm emptying out, so to speak. I hope you guys are getting this. This is so profound is that when you give your God, when you give God your heart and you confess what's on your heart, when you align the matters of your heart with his, you are clearing out space for God to move. And so when we're trying to get a second win, the second thing that you have to do after you allow God, um, when you release and then you're clearing space, the second thing you have to do is allow God to fill the empty space. So we've emptied our hearts out before God. And now we want to allow God to come in and fill those empty spaces. And we want God, get this, to fill those empty spaces with his truth. Now, by truth, I mean the word of God. So I want us to take a look at something for a moment. There's two things. There's the 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 Greek word logos, right? That means the word of God. And that is logos is the general word that communicates God's ability to do something right. And then there's another amazing word that speaks to the word of God, which means um, Rhema, R-H-E-M-A. Right. And this word is from the Holy Spirit. It's when the the word that you receive quickens you for a specific situation. So here here we are. So we need to be filled with God's truth with the logos. And we do that through study and meditation um, and through hearing the preached word. So what happens when I get more truth? Romans 10, 17 is activated that says, so then faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as I get the logos, as I get word, my faith increases. And when my faith increases, my hope, right? The antidote to your problem is increased. And we know that faith is an anchor. It sustains us. It strengthens us. The scripture in Isaiah said, they that wait, they that expect, have confidence in the Lord. They that trust in the Lord, they that believe in his word. These are the people that will be endowed, right? With a second wind. And then lastly, that rhema piece, the word of quickening, that word quickening, y'all, I looked it up in the International Standard, Standard Bible, Exaglopedia says, quickening means to make alive, right? So here, we need to take what God has given us by way of the logos, the word of God to fill us, and then allow the Holy Spirit to speak, to quicken us, to make us alive through a word of hope about our specific situation. I hope this is making sense and because that's what I believe happened for me on my walk this morning. There was a quickening by way of the Holy Spirit, by way of his word that popped up for me in Isaiah 40 and that there is a promise in his word that he will strengthen me to endure my process, to endure my pain and my disappointment, that if I would just put my hope in him, Healing right in my heart will occur, clearing the space for him to fill me up, that I would get a quickening word and be activated to fulfill God's promises for my life. This is the hope that I have. You know, this is my message in this season. This is what I believe 
that if you're going to heal from your emotional hurts and traumas, you're going to have to put your hope in God, right? You're going to have to give God your heart. You're going to have to align your hurts and pain with God's will. Confess it before and release and clear space, right? Cast your anxiety upon him. And when you do that, then the Holy Spirit can come in and activate you with a word, quicken you with a word for your situation. And then that second wind, that new strength will allow you to walk in the way, walk in the purposes and plans for that God has for your life in spite of your disappointment. Well, I'm finished. And I hope that something that I said today, man, it was so amazing that word I got this morning on my, on my walk. I hope that something was said to you today, something that you can take with you and that it will help you to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that there is hope. And before I get off, I, I want to um, do a special invite this Saturday. I want to personally invite you to be a part of my masterclass, how to heal from past wounds and emotional trauma. It's going to happen about 10 a.m. Um, this weekend, um, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And if you're not on my list, you need to get on my list and you can get on my list by check texting the word new chapter. Right. New chapter to three, three, seven, seven, seven. And this way you'll get your special invite. We're going to get into community. Uh, uh, God has gave me amazing word. Um, you'll be able to get emotional support, community support, faith support, some life strategies I've learned with being in grief therapy myself. And I'm just going to share my journey with you free on this Saturday at 10 a.m. And so I hope you can be a part of that experience. Okay, I have to get out of here and get on with my day. And until next time, be blessed in all you do. Bye bye.